Security, in its broadest sense, is not as important as you may think, because security at the deepest level creates a barrier between good and evil, and there are many who do not support the division. There are other ways of defining security but ultimately security is about dividing what is good from what is evil. A priori and security services focus on the essence of what security means. This means security for a priori is a community that has been perfected. A reader of history is aware of how tenuous security is. Possibly the events in Ukraine and Israel have brought home the realization of how dramatically things can change to many people who had not previously thought much about security. It is likely that the concert-goers in Israel had not given much thought to security, of they would not have been so close to Gaza. One assumes they thought their life was secure up to the moment they became aware of the attack. Maybe those in the kibbutz that were targeted thought their lives were relatively secure. But security is only as good as our ability to see into the future. The less we can predict the less secure we actually are. People prepare for downturns in the economy and freak accidents. We prepare for conventional threats. We prepare for things we can foresee because these are things we have probably encountered before. Most people have prepared for the loss of their jobs because most people have at one time or another lost a job. Probably no one spends time and money preparing for the unleashing of evil on us. Perhaps we cannot imagine what it would look like, or we think such a thing is not possible. It is not just national and international bad actors that threaten us. The lone wolf criminal is a threat also. We seem to be breeding threats, because evil seems to be infecting every younger persons. Sometimes evil has a purpose but often it is done for its own sake or simply to induce fear in us. Security is not about locking the gate after the horse has bolted. It is not about making sure an event does not happen again. Those who light candles and create memorials are not creating greater security. No amount of good people coming together to mourn the loss of innocent lives will stop evil. We need real reform. The problem is evil is deeply ingrained in this system and few there are that are prepared to address it directly. Most people want to repair dry rot with new drywall and paint. But the evil we see on the surface is not the problem. We cannot fix crime by imprisoning criminals. That is about as useful as putting a bucket under a leak. But crime is just one of the many threats that we face on a daily basis. How are we to have peace in an environment where we are threat by dozens of different sources? Perhaps we have no right to be secure, but surely that is not the issue. The issue is if there is something fundamental stopping us from being secure. To put this another way, what is stopping us from getting what we want other than we have let fear get in the way of us taking what we want? It is not whether we have a right to get what we want, or not. The question is there anyone stopping us getting what we want? Is there any force, situation or condition in our way that cannot be removed? If we can get it, we have a right to it because we define rights by ability or capacity. Life is a war, a struggle against principalities and powers and all those things that oppose us. If it is against us it is the enemy. Life is not so much about what we can get or not get, it is what we are willing to pay to get.
if we are not willing to pay the cost of getting it, we really ought to leave it alone. It is a matter of stealing or expropriation, we have no right to it based on the reality that whosoever is paying for it could at any time cease paying. This is reality, it is not illusion. Those who want to live free are living a lie. We have to work for what we want, and we have to pay the costs of what we get. Life is not something that can be had for the asking. We cannot expect others to pay the cost of our living. This is not real, anything we obtain free is unreal and cannot be relied on. It is time for a dose of reality, we are in a war for survival whether we wish it or not. Reality is not a gift, but a trophy won by means of a conflict. There are other realities we must contest. There are other truths we need to demonstrate our lies. But does this mean that might makes right and the end justifies the means? This is what is referred to as total war as conceived by Karl von Clausewitz. Clausewitz argued wars could not be fought by laws. There is some truth to this claim but it needs to be analyzed regardless. Laws are made by man and are only as good as the men who made them. The tendency is for people to make laws for others to follow, which give them an edge. The question then becomes whose laws do we follow and who is the authority who adjudicates the inevitable infringements? Indeed, if one's cause is just ought one to be constrained by laws that infringe on one's ability to prosecute one's claim? If God, for example, sees the world as evil as he to be restricted by laws or other considerations from rectifying the situation? What law or principle is higher than the call for justice in a just cause? Only justice itself can limit the cause of justice. But what is justice and what is just cause? How is the just war prosecuted in a world full of injustice? The cause of justice is security. The product of justice is greater security. If security is worsened or compromised justice is not being served. But the law does not create justice because the law cannot promise security. The greatest lie of our time is that the law is needed to ensure the injustice does not happen again. The law cannot ensure anything. The law reacts it does not presume. The law attempts to put a band-aid on a bullet wound. It lacks the means to prevent the shooting. Justice has a purpose and a metric. It must be objective because it is tyrannical if dependent on human decision-making. Humans can resort to the law, which is an opinion recorded in writing to apply to particular situations, or the opinion of the law incarnate, which is a man with the power to represent the law. The former situation is considered liberal and the latter tyrannical but the root source in both cases is human. Humans are not just and so cannot be a source of justice. There is no human that can sit in judgment of others. We are not to judge individually. As we judge so will we be judged. But we can and must judge but we must do it according to the word of God. If not, we will be judged by the laws of man that cannot save us. The purpose of justice is to bring about security. This is proactive. Justice, delayed is said to be justice denied. How much more so when justice fails to secure justice? Justice is security for the failure of security is the failure of justice.
But then the question is asked what are we securing? The world attempts to secure the flesh. This cannot be done because the flesh is prone to decay. Security is of the spirit. Our values need to be secured. What makes us human must be protected. Keeping the flesh alive is not justice and it is not security. Security of the person has to be mean more than keeping the flesh from putrefying. The question of justice really comes down to what it means to be human. If humans are slaves there is no injustice in slavery. If humans are just animals, there is no injustice in treating them as animals. Policing is part of the liberal justice system. Is only works in a homogenous and conservative community. What kind of justice arrests sexual predators and releases them into society after a short period of incarceration, protecting them until they commit more offenses and are caught again? Humans are the justice-seeking organism. This is why the liberal justice system rankles us. Justice defines what is human or what humanity is. We do not define justice, justice defines us at least those of us who are human. We have determined flesh is not secure but what does it mean to be secure in the spirit? For most of us spirit is just a term relating to an attribute. We have spirit as we have will. But without the body we think it has no means of impacting the real world. To understand justice we have to understand the concept of loss. If there is a loss there has been an injustice. To experience a loss there must be something to lose. This is where the problem arises, because the liberal system does not entertain the idea of inherent value or inalienable ownership. What we have so far as liberals are concerned, is a license to use issued by the state. At best it is property we acquired physically and retained by the exercise of physical power. We are the value we create. If we do not create anything of value we are defined by others. People think it is strange to be called a plumber or bricklayer, but this is how we produce value. Justice is not as complicated as people think, it is really little more than an accounting problem. Justice assigns credits and debits to their proper column. We might think we are a woman but we cannot think a debit is a credit or a debt we created really ought to be paid by someone else. Jurisphobia is a term meaning fear of justice. This will not make sense until we understand the nature of justice. Justice is the ethical, philosophical idea that people are to be treated impartially, fairly, properly, and reasonably by the law and by arbiters of the law, that laws are to ensure that no harm befalls another, and that, where harm is alleged, a remedial action is taken both the accuser and the accused receive a fairness in the way people are dealt with. Justice creates or enables faith. Justice generates communities of faith defined as environments in which threats have been neutralized. All threats create costs that are not justified. To be justified the cost would have to be legitimized by a benefit offsetting the cost. Therefore, a market that is not justified is a market regulated. For the law is needed only in environments where justice is suspended. The law always supersedes and amends justice to implement a social agenda. However, this in itself is unjust and a threat source. 
if the authorities can willfully and negligently increase the threat level, regardless of the cost, they are pose a threat to the public common. The world is a commons. It is not owned. Every political jurisdiction is a commons or what the Bible calls a church. A commons is an old British term for land available to the local population for private use. The purpose of man is to care for and even enrich the commons. We are free to better ourselves, but not at the expense of the commons. In every jurisdiction on the planet is a commons, a resource that is valued to all and is available to all reminiscent of the commons in England. Our actions are morally required to enrich the commons. No one has a right to deprive his or her community of the value the commons represents. The extent and nature of the jurisdiction is determined by the commons. Justice restores value to the commons and security protects the commons. The value of the privately owned goods and services have value only in so far as they contribute to the value of the commons. An item that threatens the security of the commons is evil and must be destroyed. A person that threatens the security or value of the commons, directly or indirectly, needs to be removed. The commons authority must focus on enhancing the security of the commons. Develop threat assessments. If the threat level is increasing then demand justice, which is acts that reduce the threat level. Express the threat and the remedy as a cost or benefit to the commons.